the, the even though we could recognize that, of course, it's not the bastard's fault for being a bastard, he is not one of us. He cannot come into our fellowship. And, and those things should be the basic, there's some of the basic principles of Christian identity, um, the Christian identity understanding of the Bible. That, that we're simply to reject these people. We're to reject the, the product and we're to reject the act that created the product. That, that's the way it is. I'll be talking about that at length on Saturday. It, it's basically, it, it boils down to blasphemy the Holy Spirit. And, and that's what Eli James has perpetrated in his, late, in, in his latest theological twist. But that's not what I wanted to talk about today. I, I really wanted to talk about um, some, some of the problems in Europe, because this is a European fellowship forum, is it not? First, the Saxon Messenger website has a new face, it has a new look, and, and it has a clearer intent. And, and um, all of the articles, the hundreds of articles on it, and the hundreds of, and thousands of articles that I plan to put on it, are going to be um, categorized... And, and and they're going to be categorized um, distinctly. Some of the articles um, are British-Israel articles, which are just garbage. Some of them will be deleted. Some of them will be filed under junk. The ones that are filed under junk will be qualified as to what, uh, eventually I pray, as to what is wrong with them. That there's a lot of good writing that, that was um, that, that was tainted with... with, with Universalist doctrines, or, or with the um, the British Israel World Federation's acceptance of the Jews as Judah, things that are historically plainly wrong, and and um, they have to be identified, and, and that's the the intent on the Saxon Messenger website, and and um, what we would like to hold a lot of that material because it has historical value to us, but we still have to. Um, well, we have to recognize what we can demonstrate as error and, and label it as such. So, so the menus on the Saxon Messenger site have shrunk drastically and will shrink a little more. There's still two more sections that have to be eliminated, and, and that's because there were just simply far too many articles on the site to to um, to have on, on menus on the front page. It, it, it would eventually run into three miles. You'd have to scroll about three miles to see all the menus. So, so they're all being categorized and, and broken up like that. And, and when you click on a category, the, the format will be a blog-type format. There are some categories that already have um, perhaps as many as 20 pages of, of 10 articles on a page of, of that blog-type format. They'll be alphabetical order. And, and the if you're really looking for something, the best thing to do is use the search, which works very well. And that's enough of that. Ambrose Evans Pritchard, a columnist for the, um, the Telegraph in London, recently wrote a column, Iceland Wins in the End. And the, um, he starts off by saying that the OECD has come very close to predicting a depression for Europe unless EU leaders conjure up a lender of last resort very quickly and somehow managed to make the world believe that the EFSF bailout fund really exists, which of course it doesn't. It's, it's the future taxes of the people is what the fund really is, the, the future labor of the people. And he goes on to show how Iceland really didn't um, suffer the doom and gloom of, that the media was forecasting for the island 
Well, when the nation stood up against the bankers and refused to pay them. Yet, yet e even though Italy and Portugal and Greece and, and um, Spain are paying that they're, that the off-private banker losses, that, they, um, that they're suffering for it. And it's it's um that the article isn't really that groundbreaking, but but it does show a, a a distinct contrast between what's going on in Iceland and what was forecast that would go on in Iceland if they refused to pay the banks. I pray that um that that Iceland continues to refuse to pay the losses for private bankers. It, it's um. It's absolutely ridiculous that this is going on. I'm going to talk about it at length in, in a minute. The um, I mentioned on Carolyn Yeager's website, and, and she mentioned on, on Carolyn Yeager's program last Monday, we discussed this topic at length in, in my article, European Misunion, and the, um, the, social, the socializing of... of Bankers' bad loans is basically what it is. It's forcing the people to pay for bad loans that the bankers made. And, and um, Der Spiegel is really pushing in all of its articles. And, and this is Der, Der Spiegel is is basically a liberal rag, but it's also an apologist for, for the British and American bankers' new world order. It's it's a, probably an instrument that I could probably say of the Jewish. The Jew world order is what it should really be labeled, that because it's Jewish bankers ruling over the entire world, enslaving it in debt. And the, the, the proof of that, and the proof that socialism and globalism, that, that global capital and global communism are one and the same, can be seen in the pages of Der Spiegel to anybody who's not, not even an astute observer, but anybody that knows anything about the... Um, the Jewish Frankfurt School and 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 how, how communist philosophy has has spread throughout the, the so-called capitalist West and and the, how they really work together to enslave formerly free peoples by enslaving them in debt. Jurgen Habermas is a um, he, he's an avowed socialist. He's a, an internationalist. He represents everything that we portray the international Jew as being, except that, unfortunately, he seems to be a true German. And Habermas is a Frankfurt School philosopher, and he's being pushed as an expert uh, on Europe almost daily in Der Spiegel. And, and that should show you right where they're coming from, because Der Spiegel it is touting the side of the bankers and, and touting that the technocracy and the European Union and, and the um, pu pushing the propaganda that the European people should go further into debt to bail out the, these countries that can't pay their bills, that they can't service their debts, that are so far in debt they can't even any longer collect enough taxes to pay nearly the interest, and, and I'm talking, of course, about Spain and Greece and Italy, and, and we see Der Spiegel push a communist as an expert in, in how Europe should, should should 
heal its wounds with cap- more capitalism and, and more bank loans and more bonds and more debt. And, and this is what, when somebody understands the supposed dichotomy and really takes a look at their Spiegel, the, the dichotomy has its pants down. In, in the pages of Der Spiegel. It, it's blatantly clear that Adolf Hitler was right when you read the pages of Der Spiegel and, and you see, or, or Spiegel online, the, the, the English version, and, and you see that, that um, global communism and global capitalism are, are holding essentially the same ideals right there. It, it's really incredible. I don't know how more people don't catch it. I, I'm going to read a, an article... From Adrian Salbucci, he, he puts out, he, he doesn't really name the enemy. He doesn't really, uh, I don't think, under he certainly doesn't understand two seed line, right? And, and he doesn't really understand Christianity at all. And, and he's from South America. And, and, but he does do well sometimes with um, understanding what the bankers are doing, especially to Europe, but, but to the world, right? And here's what he writes. He, he writes that this is from RT.com, from RussiaToday.com. This article is from November 13, so it's a little dated, but, but it's timeless in, in many aspects. The sovereign debt crisis tightening its grip on Europe has claimed the scalps of two prime ministers, those of Greece and Italy. Looking at the men poised to replace them, one cannot but ask, is this another turn of the screw for ordinary people? This is the same exact um, spin I took three weeks ago when I wrote European Disunion, that these men coming into power, replacing the Italian and Greek prime ministers, that they're basically agents of the banks, right? Greece and Italy hold huge swaths of public debt. They are unable to service. They can't pay the interest on their debt. Unless they get massive European Central Bank and International Monetary Fund support as a prelude to refinancing by international banks. Greece has already replaced its prime minister after the, he dared to say he would put a further round of harsh austerity measures to a referendum vote. In other words, the austerity measures have to be passed. Forget the referendum vote. Uh, of course, the Italians and, and, and the Greek people have been fighting the austerity measures, but, but that's the... the uh, I'm going to talk about that next, and, and that's the rock in the hard place, right? That, that really is. The country's new PM is Lucas Papademos, former vice president of the ECB of Greece's own central bank and a member of David Rockefeller's powerful trilateral commission. As for Italy, a likely replacement for Silvio Berlusconi is the former European commissioner Mario Monti, who happens to be a European chairman of the Trilateral Commission. So we see that these international corporations and banks are getting their way. Whenever we hear of sovereign debt crisis, and this is, this is very um, important to understand, whenever we hear of sovereign debt crisis, whether in Mexico 1997, Brazil 99, Argentina 2001, or today in Greece, Italy, Spain, Portugal, Ireland, and, and and he's saying, well, it's inevitable, right? He's saying that it will come soon in France and the U.K. and the U.S. What it really means is that governments cannot collect enough tax revenues from their people to pay interest and capital on debt that is mostly in the hands of the private banking institutions. 
cutting through the Orwellian newspeak. It's incredible how the media just blatantly lies about the mechanizations of of um, of national debt crisis whenever some nation falls into a debt crisis. Cutting through the Orwellian newspeak of the media, this means that the people of Greece, Italy, and Argentina must pay for the mistakes of bankers and corrupt governments suffering higher taxes, unemployment, lower wages, and pensions, and a deterioration in public health care, education, and infrastructure. That there's, a, um, that there's something that goes on that, that we really don't see, but, but we should, and that's every time a government, our government, no matter where we are, wants to institute a new program and spend more money, well, that means that it relies on higher tax revenues in the future because it doesn't have money. It's borrowing money in order to pay for those programs. And, and people, that they want their programs now. Socialism has to be paid for. Somehow, socialism has to be paid for. You don't, you, you know, we, we all love our social programs, and they get rammed down our throats, and it's the bankers and the co global corporations who hire lobbyists who push our governments into these social programs. The global corporations want to flood America with Mexicans, and Mexicans need support when they can't find jobs here. And, and they, they are a huge um, burden on our hospitals, and that has to be paid for because they have no health care. They're a burden on, on our local law enforcement agencies, and that has to be paid for. They need housing, and that has to be paid for. They need to go, their children need to obey our laws and attend school, and that has to be paid for. So the people of the state, the, the people of the nation, they are the ones that need to pay for this because the Mexicans don't have any money. The 100 million Mexicans that are here don't have any money. So how do the people end up with the bill when the global corporations wanted the Mexicans here? And many of those global corporations, of course, being controlled by these same international banks are more than eager, which are more than eager to loan the country money and float bonds so that the Mexicans could be paid for. And it's not like it's Mexicans in the U.S., but you could substitute any other third world country for any European nation. Uh, I mean, whether it be Roma and, 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 and Arabs in Britain and France, or, or whether it be Algerians in France and Italy, it, it doesn't matter. It's the same thing. It's the same problem. So the global corporations and the banks insist on all these third world people coming in here, and, and then they're more than happy to loan our government the money needed to pay for them. And, and then when the government becomes overwhelmed and, and, and the budgets become overwhelmed, and, and and then the global corporations want to get paid, but well, the global corporations caused the damn problem in the first place. 
In the meantime, the citizens, especially in Europe, but it, it's ever-increasing here in the United States, the attitude that we should um, have certain free goods and services. There's a, um, an, an article here from the EU Times. Italians rage as bankers take over. It was published on November 17th, talking about Italian protesters tens of thousands of them clashing with police and and, and a lot of them are, are students and student led and these students and, and this is one of the demands here at Occupy Wall Street. Well one of the demands that Occupy Wall Street is making of the government is that all student loans are satisfied. And that's been the cause of riots in Britain and elsewhere in Europe. It is the increase in student tuition. And these people want this for free. But they don't understand that, that schools need money to operate, and, and professors have to get paid, and, and, and budgets have to be met, and, and taxpayers have to pay that money. And, and that causes more debt, and, and now you're going to be um, ever the more enslaved by the bankers. So, so in a way, we've been enslaved by the global corporations who have flooded us with... with um, aliens and, and we've had to pay for the aliens but in another way expecting anything for free we enslave ourselves we 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 basically demand on enslaving our our kinsmen our the people of our own nation so so we we have there's two prongs on this fork right and a lot of people in europe demand on on certain free services like education and transportation or or next to free so, so it's, there's two prongs on the fork. It, it's not only the um, that we're being overrun with aliens and the global corporations are forcing us to pay the bill for the aliens, which is global communism. That's global communism in, in one aspect. And, and the other is our own, maybe not us personally, but a lot of our kin, our own demand for free services and, and socialism. So... so our nations are being forced further and further into debt. And a lot of it is simply because our nations don't create an organic currency. We don't have our own currency, none of them. And that's usury slavery. There's no doubt that that's part of the problem. But we would have a serious problem even if we did create our own currency because of our own lack of... Um, of spine and, and our own idea of freedom. Freedom is not that everything comes freely, but the freedom that, that the founding fathers of, of this United States fought for was a freedom for a man to make his own way and to keep the fruits of his own labor. So, so we have a two-pronged problem, and, and it's, it's important to see it that way that a lot of these people protesting, that they're, they're, they're protesting because they don't want to pay for their own excesses. And the protests are, are actually um, misdirected because the first protest should be against the floods of aliens that we're being forced to pay for. So, so there's a two-pronged thought. We, we have, the, the bottom line is this. Judgment starts at the house of God. And our people have to pull their own belts in first and straighten their own houses out first but before we can dare complain about uh, about what's happening to us.
And it all boils down to those same old truths in the Bible that, that because of our own sin and our own immorality and our own excesses and, and our willingness to take what belongs to our brother, that, that we're being flooded with aliens, too, in, in the meantime. And, um, and that greatly exacerbates the situation. But it's punishment for our own sin. That there, there is no doubt. The um, German bond failure is, is pretty interesting. I'm going to read a couple of paragraphs. That this is really interesting. I'm going to read a couple of paragraphs from an article at SeekingAlpha.com. Now, this is an investment bank. But, right? So, so this is the investment banker's perspective. Germany got a wake-up call last week when an auction of 10-year government bonds failed to get bids for 35% of the bonds offered. While German bond auction failures are not as infrequent as one might imagine, six of the last eight auctions received fewer bids than the maximum amount of bonds offered. This one coming in the midst of the European debt crisis was perceived to be more ominous. If the strongest economy in Europe can't sell all of its bonds, what chance does Italy or Greece have? Uh, of course, the whole bond auction thing is, is a fraud anyway, but because the bankers in, um, in, in Germany are willing to, to buy all... The, the banks buy all the bonds, and the banks auction the bonds off, and the banks make a profit on them. And, and then the banks go to another... The, the same banks in another nation create money from nothing to buy the bonds in the name of the other nations. So, so that it's... It's national governments that are always left holding the bag, and the bankers are never left holding the bag. Or, or some, they, sometimes they hold the bonds, but but that they um, that they would rather sell them elsewhere. Some have opined that this failure means the euro crisis has entered a new phase, and that Germany itself, the one government in Europe thought capable of ending the crisis, is now at risk. It was more likely a power play by Europe's bankers intended to send a message to Merkel and Schauble, I'm probably mispronouncing that name, and it appears the message was received. Schauble has been at the forefront in Germany demanding that banks share losses in any sovereign bailouts. That, that comes down to a paragraph I wrote in European Union about me investing in, in or, or somebody investing in my personal business, and when I go bust, that the investor can't get paid and takes a loss. These banks that... They don't want to share any losses. They sure as hell don't share any profits. They don't want to share any losses. That, that's what all of this boils down to. The banks want to make investments in governments and, and have the governments collect taxes from the people. And the banks don't care about how much money these governments borrow. They just keep loaning it and loaning it and loaning it. And, and they create reasons. The bankers themselves create reasons for governments to borrow money. And then when the governments go bust, the bankers still want to get paid. The bankers insist on getting paid, and, and that's what we see here. Schauble has been at the forefront in Germany demanding that banks share losses in any sovereign bailouts that come via the European Stability Mechanism to be established next year. The banks don't want any risk. If you have money and you invest it in an IRA and it loses... You're out. If you have money and you invest it in, in, a, um, in a farm and, and it goes bust because the, the, the blight comes and, and kills all your tomatoes, you're out. 
you, you lost it, and you have to end up selling the land because you can't afford to pay the taxes on the farm, or you can't afford to pay for the equipment, so you have to sell the land. You've lost. You've lost your money. The banks don't want losses, and, and they admit that right here on the pages of an investment banking website, SeekingAlpha.com. They admit it, and, and it's matter of fact to them. It gets worse. The failed German bond, act, action, German bond action last week was the bank's reply. In other words, the failed German bond action was the bank's retribution towards the German people because one of, its, one of their leaders wanted the banks to share in the losses of, of sovereign bailouts if, if, if Italy goes bust again or if Greece goes bust again. Italy and Greece are guaranteed to go bust again. There's no doubt about it. They're going to default on the next round of bonds and the next round of bonds and the next round of bonds because they don't have the productive capacity required to keep up with the rest of Europe. They just don't. So we, we, we have an investment banking admitting that this failed German bond action was the bank's reply and Schauble almost immediately backed down. Friday, Shovel told reporters that if we now manage to move toward a stability union, we'll see how one might possibly adjust the treaty. Bankers one, Shovel zero. It would appear that the bankers are firmly in charge of Europe now and have no intention of playing the patsy. In other words, the banks aren't going to be responsible for their own bad loans. The banks were given an incentive to buy sovereign debt under the Basel Committee rules that essentially made all European sovereign debt risk-free. Banks could own European sovereign debt no matter the country of issuance without having to reserve for potential defaults. Europe's governments, having fixed the rules to ensure a market for the bonds to fund their welfare states, now want to renege, and the bankers are having none of it. Because Europe's people are starting to understand that welfare states, that global socialism, which the bankers encouraged, the bankers created it. Now they don't want to be responsible for it. Now they want to get paid. And Europe's governments are finding out that these things are, are, are not workable. They're not workable. Communism, socialism has a price. Nothing comes for free. An item. Being more than willing to open up discussion, and, and I'm going to unmute some of the Europeans here that, that might have something to um, something to contribute. If anybody else wants to say anything, please um, please. Ask to um, be granted the, the um, ability to speak, and I'll turn your microphone on. Too many turned-on microphones might just cause confusion, but you're more than welcome to say whatever you'd like. Hello. Yeah. Anybody awake right. still? Yeah, there's here. a couple of things I have to talk about yet. Yeah, I'd like to talk about this. There's one article in the um, the the UK Express. That, that says that the European Commission regrets Irish budget leaks, that, that certain um, 
elements of, of the latest bailout for the government of Ireland were made public, and, and the European Commission is regretting that they were made public. And, and that's totally contrary to the idea of a democracy. And, and Europe is supposed to be a democracy, is it not? Uh, I'm not but sure. But they, they, they want to, these bankers and these politicians want to make deals in back rooms in private, and, and they regret when elements of these deals are released to the public. And, and it's the public that has to foot the bill. It, it's incredible. It, it's, um, I don't know how there isn't a total uproar in Europe. That there should be. There should be a total uproar against the bankers worldwide. And, and instead, that there's, um, that there's another article a couple of days later in the Express that says that Brussels orders Britain to let in more migrants from around the world. Yeah. And, and that's really incredible. That's the problem. And, and um, mm. that's the solution. That, that's always the solution because the migrants from around the world, that they'll always vote for themselves, and, and that means that they'll always basically vote for the bankers. Mm-hmm. Well, when are people going to wake up and just stop taking out loans and throw the bankers out of the sheepfolds? I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. How much more do we have to suffer as a people and, and see our Western civilization be brought to, to total decay before we wake up? Well, people are just... Well, there's a lot of people here. I hope somebody has something to say. Now, can you hear Danny? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Okay. I was having a little trouble earlier. But uh, you're, you're right about that. Uh, about the, the, I believe the immigration problem is, is the number one problem. Well, that's, well that's, right. And, and the, that's an outright invasion. Well, it absolutely is an invasion, but in in the meantime, I tried to portray that we're really only interested in our own bellies and and, and what we yeah. get for themselves in spite of the immigration. Yeah. Well, it's just like I've said that uh, we haven't, uh, in order, the reason why people don't do anything is because we haven't uh, uh, had our routine interrupted. Uh, there hasn't been any shortages and stuff like that here in Northern Ireland, so... Until that is broken, I don't see anything changing, Bill. Um, it's, you know, uh, I talked to people about the, the uh, all the blacks and everything coming in. The other day I went to pick up my grandson from school, and, and it looked like I thought that I was in Pakistan or something. <clears throat> all the little Paki kids coming out. I, I have never seen so many, <laughs> you know, a so quick of uh, uh, integrating a country like they're doing over here now. And it's, it's sad to say. People, well, and you say anything to people, and people just like, geez, what are you, a racist? <laughs> Where did the Pakis in Northern Ireland come from? Did they come from Pakistan or did they come from Britain? You know what? A lot of them came from Britain. A lot of them are coming over from Britain. And uh, they're really well-dressed uh, they're driving really nice cars. It's absolutely amazing how wealthy they are, and they come right in and, you know, their own money. <laughs> I'm just being, just, I'm just being funny here. But um, they don't involve in usury, do they? Mm-mm. No, they. Uh, from what I understand, they get some pretty easy loans. Government. Yeah, but within their own community, they they borrow. Uh, so that they they can pay for houses and things like that, whereas we have mortgages. Yeah, the Jews do the same thing. 
you know, mm. from what I understand, they go to the rabbi and they go to the synagogue and then they get their loans through that. But see, what gets me is the people complaining about the, complaining about the mosque and the Muslims, but what about the synagogues? Synagogues are doing more damage than any mosque. Mm. <laughs> people don't forget, people forget about that. But, uh, <clears throat> go ahead, sorry. I was going to say, because of the power of television and the fact that people uh, are all glued to the screen all the time from the, you know, mm -hmm. the point when, when they come home from work, they're glued to the screen. And mm -hmm. uh, the, they're lied to by politicians who are saying that if the Eurozone fails, everybody's going to lose their job, um, you know, and it's going to be the dark age and so forth. And they just lie through their teeth and people believe them. <coughs> yeah. I mean, I know the Americans do. Most Americans, if it's on that TV, it has to be right because, uh, you know, well, they'd be sued. You, you, can't, you can't make false uh, accusations like that and, and not be sued, you know. But that's what politicians all the time. You know, Bill Clinton didn't have with that woman. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and he came back out and he did. But then what happened to him? You know, that's, that's the, the problem. You know, the uh, in all of our governments, these elected officials they get away with it. They're they're not punished. I mean, from what Sam Berger did in America, stealing all those secrets out of the National Security Agency. Uh, the, what he did and the damage he did would be just probably comparable to what uh, the Rosenbergs did stealing the, uh, the, uh, the nuclear secrets and giving them to the Soviets. They should, they would have actually, he should have been executed, but he got some probation and fine for $10,000. And that's, you know, because the people just uh, haven't. They just haven't reached that point in their lives where they're really desperate. Well, I don't think they ever will. I think to hope that, that people are going to all come to light yes. is a fallacy. They won't. It's only a few people that can understand what's happening. Mm -hmm. well, well, if you took somebody... It's all doom and gloom that you hear daily, and people mm -hmm. are quite depressed. I mean, it's depressing for the people, yeah. and they see no hope, and they all um, just go along. And, and now people think if they're all getting the money, we're going to get some money. Right. Nobody's yeah. got any scruples. Can I just thinking? Let's get the cash. <laughs> Can I just uh, apologise that I can't uh, go into the um, print at the bottom. I've got a bit of an eye problem, so you have to excuse me if you think I'm not replying to your comments. I just wanted to say that. Okay. <laughs> people think I'm, uh, you know, I've got to keep a distance from the small yeah. print. <laughs> If you took a border into your home and your your weekly budget started to overrun because the border was consuming too much of your food mm -hmm. and the border refused to, to um, produce goods and services, 
in, in sufficient quantities, in other words, if he refused to work, to pay for the food that he was eating and taking from you so that you could balance your budget, that, then it's only common sense to throw the border out. And there's a total disconnect between simple economics and national politics. I, I don't understand yeah. it. People just don't think in those terms well, when they look at their national budgets and how their governments are going deeper and deeper into debt, and, and it's mm. time to throw the borders out. It, it's that simple. It is. But the English yep. have now got this mindset, you know, whatever they can get free, they will. Mm-hmm. Well, well, that's why I talked about that second prong, that socialism that we are coming to expect, well, like Occupy Wall Street demanding that all the student loans be, be, be satisfied. Well, if all mm-hmm. the student loans are satisfied, then that means that the taxpayers are yeah. going to have to pay for all those ed- educations. Mm-hmm. Because the banks, they don't take any losses. They're in a position where, where they have enough control over all of our um, national economies that they could demand, just like I just um elucidated from this this um, investment banking article on this investment banking banker's website that they're in a position where they don't have to take losses. They are pushing around national governments to guarantee their loans. It's incredible that they could loan anybody anything, and um, when it fails, the taxpayers pay for it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Well, we've got all these economists and financial people supposed to be looking out for our interests. Where are they? Why don't they stand up? They're, they're bought out by the media. They, they're they mm-hmm. bought out. The whole media is owned by the same banks, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, look at who owns your, your, your media outlets, and you'll trace them all back to the same group of bankers and yeah. international elite um, in, investors. People like yeah. Rupert Murdoch or, or whatever that, that um, well, well I know he's, he, he's fallen out of grace, but, but um, it's the same small circle of international Jews that control the media, that control these banking houses. Yeah. Or, or, or that are released the front men for them. And that they, they use the media, because they own the media, they're going to use the media for the benefit of their international corporations. Because the media is part of the international corporations. Well, why wouldn't it be used for their, for their profit? It, it's another agency of them. It's, it's another subdivision of those same corporations. Yes. And yeah, that media, that media, even in their protocols, they, that was one of their main targets in any uh, nation that they, uh, they decided to invade was the media was like number getting the money number one and number two the media. It's such a powerful uh, tool to have arsenal in your weapons of, of deceit. Mm. You know, they can uh, look at Bank America. They put a they they put a uh, no offense but they put a British born uh, uh, I don't know mulatto. Nigger uh, Muslim in as president of the United States, and they took these people, the American people, and and drum how great this guy was. And if you were white, guilty if you didn't vote because you were a racist, and no one wanted to be a racist because they have 
have ingrained in the, in the white European people, whether you're a white American or European or whatever, you're the white people, this thing about, uh, you know, that you're a race. If you, if you disagree with a, a white person, basically, and this is the white people have to get over. They have to find their heritage, and uh, they need to get a little gut. Well, they're all we are now. Here for. Well, they weren't gutty if they watching television. Right. That's well, the trouble, see. Have you heard about the woman that went berserk on, on the tram? Yes. The, the, yeah. the white woman that went berserk on, I, I mean, his one. <laughs> she yeah. doesn't know they, why. They but saying what we all think. <laughs> Well, well, it's about time. We need more like her. I, I mean, I, I, she was crude. She was um, vulgar, but but we need more. If, if it has to be crude and vulgar, it has to be crude and vulgar. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, well, I mean, free speech is worthless if you can only say nice things. Of course yeah. it is. It, it's a joke. It, it's a joke when, you, when you're, um, when certain political groups or, or certain special interests get to choose what speech is, is, um, is acceptable and what speech isn't. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I, I don't have speech. any nice words for this, this guy that they call the President of the United States, so... Well, well, there was a. I have a tape of. I I have a video of a Russian news reporter that that um. It, it's gotten pretty popular that flipped Obama the bird when she spoke his name, and and I heard she got fired. Yeah. yeah right on. Well, on on Russian national TV, she held her middle finger up in the air for about five seconds after she said Obama's name, and she got fired. From what I understand, I think it's funny as hell. Uh, I don't understand well, why she did it, why, why she has animosity. For, I would like to understand why she has animosity for, for Obama. Is it because of who he is or because of what position he's sitting in? You, you understand? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, there's that other, other video. asking me. <laughs> there was the other video during the rounds where in, in Russia, in Moscow earlier this year, where... Uh, a line of people uh, who had lined up to um, shake his hand, or at least the uh, president's hand, refused uh, yes. to shake a bar. Right, and, and that's two years old, that, that video. Oh, is it two years? Yes. Oh, I it was this year. No, okay. it's a good two years old, honest. I have it somewhere on Christogenia, I think, but, but it's a good two years old. Well, the, the one that, is, that takes the cake is the queen uh, telling him to uh, stand down. In other words, yes. you idiot, just, you talk about embarrassing. <laughs> he couldn't embarrass uh, the nation any more than what he did there, that stupid idiot. <laughs> mm. <laughs> well, well he's, a, he's a vehicle for the bankers, too. That, that's, you know, the bankers pick who they want to make president. And, and he yeah. is, he, he's had more um, former Goldman Sachs employees in his cabinet than any Republican president right. has ever had. Yeah. And yet the Republican Party is seen as the party of the bankers, right? Which is a lie, too. They control them both. Yeah, they're both... Uh, that they um, want to control them both. I yes, they always do. All right. I think that this Obama, he is just a figurehead 
that comes out. He's like an actor myself. This is what I think. Myself, I think he's an actor. And, you know, they keep him out there playing golf and, and basketball and having a good time in his parties and all that. And then when they need him to go on stage, there he goes. Well, well that's been the case with all the presidents. That, that's been the case with all of them. That, that was the case with the Bushes. It was the case with yeah. Reagan. It was the case with what was um, Jimmy Carter. I, I mean, they wouldn't have let him get to where he was unless he was willing to do their bidding. But I don't think that this guy is educated. I don't think he's intelligent myself. I think he might be a smoocher and everything, but uh, get him away from the helicopter or whatever you call all that, that thing, and uh, you get away from the speed rating, and, and uh, you see that. But, well, that's pretty plain. I mean, you get a guy like Herman Cain, that, that they got all his ex-girlfriends, they got nine women trying about molestation, they, they got, yeah. uh, you know, they know every step of this man's life, and there's witnesses that testify to every step of this man's life that are public, yeah. and, and we have none of that with a guy like Obama. He's a total black box in, in more ways mm -hmm. than one. Yeah. yeah. Right, yeah. There are no ex-classmates talking about him. There are no ex-girlfriends talking about him. There were some ex-boyfriends talking about him, and they got silenced. Yeah, his boyfriend came out and was talking about him. Yeah, well, that's what I just said. There were some ex-boyfriends talking about him, and they got silenced. <laughs> and they just shut that down real fast, you know. But but it's odd that a Herman Cain, a Bill Clinton, uh, the, the, there's all these other figures. That the Tiger Woods, uh, I mean, he had a car crash, and all of a sudden he had ten, twelve girlfriends calling out of the woodwork from from one car crash. The media yeah. tracked them all down in in a matter of days, and that, that's what well, well, what about Obama? <laughs> he doesn't seem to have a past at all, does he? No, not so whatsoever. We we see a couple of really old pictures. From um, yeah, you know, from the time he was six years old, or, or in in so, so, what what Sumatra or wherever the hell he mm -hmm. Malaysia, Malaysia, wherever the hell he was, and, and uh, we see a couple of really old pictures from his childhood, and and I haven't seen anything in between. I've never mm -hmm. seen a, a picture of Obama at twenty three. Mm -hmm. Obama at seventeen. It's a Sorry. it's a mystery. Any of his girlfriends or... Right. Obama's junior prom, senior prom, whatever. It, it's incredible, yeah. the, the lack of discernment that the general public has. They just swallow whatever the media tells them, and they're happy with it. Pigs and in the trough. You know, and there's another thing now that they have done, and I know we're talking more about American politics and the British or European, but there's another thing I want to uh, uh, <clears throat> uh, point out here is how over there in America, uh, even if you bring up one thing about he being, you know, about the birth certificate thing, people are so programmed. Oh, Danny, you're not going to go into that now. That is such a dead issue. I mean, totally brainwashed, totally programmed. To, 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 they don't even challenge this. And, and the thing of the fact is that his father was British, and that's it. He he cannot hold the office of president because he's not a natural-born citizen. Well, well, that's because the media portrays well, when it has to mention those things. It portrays those challenges and those questions as fringe and irrelevant and ridiculous and absurd. 
the, the media purposely portrays the, those challenges and those questions in that manner so as to stifle the, 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 yeah. the legitimacy of the challenge. And the people go for it. The people respond. Most people respond just like they they expect, like they want. <laughs> you know? I, I mean, you, you can't get a, a higher office than the President of the United States in, in America, and yet the people, the American people, geez, don't, you know, just don't bother me with it. Go away. That's a, I don't want to be bothered with that. <laughs> They don't care. They don't care about their freedoms and liberty. They don't care. To me, they don't care about their grandchildren or their children and what their futures are going to hold. I mean, this guy is an outright Marxist, a communist. Uh, I mean, he has, you know, hand on the, he has his hand on the switch, the nuclear power switch. Yeah, but which of them aren't Marxists? Uh, I mean, is Angela Mer Merkel not a Marxist? <laughs> they're they're all. expecting all the people of Europe to pay for the profligacy or, or the um, degeneracy of Italy and Greece. Mm, yeah. Is she not a Marxist for the, for the fiscal irresponsibility of Italy and Greece? Is she not a Marxist? Yeah. She, she's, if, if she's not a Marxist, she sure as hell is an enabling Marxism. Right. Well, you have to be, you have to be part of this club. You gotta be uh, a player, as I call them, or you don't. You you're not getting anywhere. You're not gonna be on TV. Uh, you're not gonna be any on any news or anything like this. You're gonna be the ace. Jim Trafficant, he's an example <laughs> of one that they just totally just shut right out. If you remember Jim Trafficant, he's the only one that came up out and said about. You know, the Jews were, had a lot of power in, in the office uh, as <clears throat> controlling the President, Congress, and the Senate. So... There is you know, a novel What's that, Dorcas? Okay. Um, the charities, you know, this time of the year, we are inundated, oh. everyone getting on the bandwagon for a charity. Well, um, this past week I've had dealings with um, SPUC, which is the Society for the Protection of Unborn Children, because on one of our TV channels, Channel 4, Marley Stokes, they were going to advertise for abortions on television. Mm. And um, I sent money to, to, to them to uh, try and uphold it. And then they send you other lists, so they hide behind one thing, and then on the front of it is a black woman with a baby, and I thought I'm saving um, English children from being aborted, but they're globalizing everything, and there's a black woman with a baby. So I'm, I'm absolutely disgusted, and they're all men on the... Um, panel if you run it and and it's like the RSPB that's the Royal Party for the Protection of Birds I used to subscribe to that and when they asked me for money because there were a shortage of vultures in India I mean it's all becoming ridiculous 
there's a hidden agenda behind all these charities. And oh, they're yeah. globalizing us. It's that a job trend as well, isn't it? Mm. Well, when it's you want a job, he starts a charity, right? <laughs> yeah, there you go. I was going to say. <laughs> if you can't get into Uncle Nathan's Bank or, or, or Uncle Burn Bomb's <laughs> manufacturing concern, he, he starts a charity. Or if he can't steal a, yeah. uh, if he can't steal a Christian's business off him, you know, <laughs> they start a charity. You, you can't expect any justice from any any charity with a government license. If you want to give your money away, go find a needy young white family in your neighborhood and give it to them. Mm-hmm. I mean, the cause of stopping that going on television is so disgusting to me. <laughs> and yeah. um, Channel 4, they're really opening up that channel because... But they have sex for teen program on it now, telling teens, you know, mm-hmm. how to go about things. I mean, it's all becoming so awful. I don't know. There's no mm-hmm. end in sight. And um, <laughs> it's all wishful thinking that things are all suddenly going to change. There's going to be an absolute catastrophe before anything Changing. That's the way I believe too, yeah. And I think really now, uh, we ought to start on positive things. Uh, what do the children of Israel, how they live, and uh, information on how to keep his laws. We don't know his laws thoroughly. I think we've got mm-hmm. to start being positive about things and uh, we can chew over these things till the cows come home but uh, we need a change of direction being positive yeah yep well well, you're, you're absolutely right but it's hard to be positive when we have so many of our brethren still sleeping and, and we need to, to try to pull them out of the fire. Mm. Yes, I, I understand that. But it can't be all that. It's got to be balanced out. Mm-hmm. Uh, with, well, um, it can't be, I, I understand that. Wants to do that. Mm-hmm. It, it's very yeah. clear that if we stopped, if we loved our brother, we wouldn't want to demand that he feed and clothe and and take care of us and our children and educate us. We don't want to enslave our brother for our needs. And and that's loving your brother. It is to pitch in. There's a difference between pitching in and helping your community, and, and that's a wonderful thing and insisting that your brother pay for your college education because you made bad decisions 10 years ago and chose to ring up a $50,000 bill, you you know, in loans to pay for your university and and all you could get from your education was a $20,000 a year job. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, that, that, that's horrendous, and, and that's basically what people insist. So, so that's the first law, right? I mean, is to love God. The second law is to love your brother. And, and I, I mean, when people have that selfish mentality, that they deserve to be punished, and, and they deserve to be overrun with aliens. And, and that's, 
Yeah, you know, if people can't obey those first two laws, that then why should we go any further into the law of God? I, I mean, of course we should. Once, well, I mean, we, once we accept the first two, we should look into all of them. But you got to get people past those first two laws first. Well, I mean, the agricultural laws, the health law, you know, there's got some space laid. Uh, I mean, well. look at how well, uh, from what I understand, talking to uh, some of the, the senior citizens over here that lived during the bombings and stuff like that, the people hardly didn't have any money at all, and and uh, times were tough during the war, and yet they all they all seemed to get along to together and and uh, work things out and survive during this yeah. time, and they didn't have money. And yeah, I think the problem is now that we now that we face the problems we face now is now we're just saturated with all these uh, uh, non-labels. And we don't uh, we don't have spiritual connection as much as you know they were back in those days when you had it was mm. mostly your own kind. Mm, sure. So that 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 uh, that love or that concern, I should say. I can remember going to the butcher, my mother in the thirties, and asking for mm -hmm. bones for the dog. Yep. But of course, we did have a dog, but you felt so ashamed that you were, because you were going to stew those bones. Wow. Yeah. You know. So, I mean, mm -hmm. they were very hard times. You had no money, but you had good food in that basic mm -hmm. food, you know. And I'm sure the Irish knew how to handle poverty in that way. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, a lot of during the troubles here, this this area was from what I, my wife has told me and stuff that it was a, a war zone, and um, I remember coming over and my first time I ever came over here was in 1988, and I remember coming back when I came back over in '96. People were asking me, "Well, could you bring over some?" Some of this or some of that from America bring over Levi's and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> but uh, mm -hmm. you know, it, was, it was quite, they had a rough time. Yes, absolutely. It's probably better to start off poor and become poor because you appreciate money, don't you, more? You get more mm -hmm. value out of what you've been given. Yeah. Uh, um, oh, uh, also, I think, I don't know, Bill, I was going to ask about this. I could be wrong. But uh, the Euro Forum has celebrated its one-year birthday last month, I think. It, it's that uh, I haven't really paid attention, to be honest with you. Uh, I'd like I to go look at the face on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I think... Uh, our first one was last year, November 3rd. Wow, I would have thought that it was older than that. Well, maybe it could be, but that's the, I can't find it any farther back. It could have been when I came on it. But Well, well the ones on Christagenia, the oldest one is how old the Euroform is, right? I posted them all without, well, without yeah, reserve. Yeah, well, I have to check that, yeah. 
Uh, I've been thinking about moving them to the Saxon Messenger and archiving archiving them there. Uh huh. But that's my um my thought. Maybe starting in January or something. Mm. Uh, I, I do think we've got problems, Bill, with recording what we say because Europe is a very different place from America. Well, well, I understand that, but this is um. Well, I mean, you know what happened to that young lady on the bus? That we've just yeah, been talking about. Yeah, what happened to this woman on the bus? I heard she was arrested. Can you fill us in? I don't. I. I. I oh, just just a minute. Uh, hang on. I, I've got an email here about it, but haven't been following it. Uh huh. Gee, I didn't hear anything. Oh, I know she was. She was locked up. Um. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. She just had it. I'm good. Well, they can't she, was arrested, everybody for the she was arrested by the Dunsport police. Um, I'm just I'm just reading this now very quickly. Um, no, no, it, it doesn't reveal the background information as to precisely what happened to her. Well, but I know a, a lot of people are writing to the um, Home Secretary Theresa May uh, to object to what's happened to her. Uh, quite frankly, I think it'll do the slightest good. You don't think it'll do any good? No. I don't think. You get enough people writing in, but a lot of people have to write in. Well, well it might serve. Maybe she'll serve her nation well when, when people actually start to wake up to see how little freedom of speech they actually have, right? I think they know that, because whenever they say anything, they'll say, I'm not racist, but... Right. And then they'll say it. So they actually self-censor themselves um, because they know that if they're overheard saying something, it will be reported and they'll be arrested. Well, they should be right. up in arms. I mean, I would want to get arrested. I, I would want 5,000 Brits to get I would want 100,000 Brits to get arrested. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Arrest us all. Arrest us all and you pay for us. You, and it will be covered up, Bill. Yeah. It will be covered up yeah. at the moment. Like the odd one gets through into the headlines, but a lot of them don't. And they just linger in prison. Well, well yeah, but my point is how many people can the government support in prison? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're, we're, we're overflowing. Right, before yeah. there's obvious problems. But, uh, yeah, I take your point, but that would that would need people acting in unison, wouldn't it? Well, well yes, well, well, that's national kindred unity, right, that we're yeah. lacking. Yes. Tell me, um, did you, anybody over here in Europe, did you hear about the three girls that were raped, I think it was two weeks ago in Belfast? No. I'll have to look into it. But there were three young girls raped in Belfast, and then nothing was said about it. And I bet you any money it was it was uh, non-whites on raping the white girls. I yeah. bet you any no. money, you know. No, we didn't hear about it all. And it was, I heard about it, three rapes in Belfast, and then, and, uh, I, maybe it was even last week, late last week, but nothing else did I hear anything. I didn't hear it on the didn't hear it on the news. I heard it on the radio. That was it. And uh, that was the day after it happened. And I didn't see anything about her or whatever. So I bet you any money. Uh, I bet you it was white girls that got raped by these blacks that were here. Mm. They're coming here because they they they're bringing a lot of these blacks in 
right from African nations. Mm-hmm. There's some of them, you, they have a little bit of an English or British accent, but a lot of them they're bringing in right from the Congo and all that. And, and there is no way coming over a country like this and seeing these little white girls walking home from the late at night and then, you know, they not just going to take it. You know, that's the way they are. I'm just going to go take it. Well, that's what they did back in their villages. That's the way they acted yeah. in Gunner. That's the way they acted in the horse. nothing, yeah. They're, you know, they're this warlord or his brother was the warlord of this tribe or whatever, and that's the way they think about it. And uh, coming over here to this country and knowing that uh, now we're in Britain, the, the, nobody touches. You're not allowed to, to law, as the judges will tell them. Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, ladies. Um, but uh, if you're you're not allowed to take the law into your own hands. That's right. You know, there's minimal, I don't know how they say it, minimal uh, uh, procedure or whatever it is, that, like if somebody breaks into your house. Minimal, uh, oh, what, force. Force. Huh? Yeah, yeah, you don't use certain force. Yeah. Minimum force. Mm-hmm. At night time, they have uh, the World Service broadcast, and one uh, person let this slip that there are gangs in in the north of Pakistanis raping uh-huh. and, and grooming English girls. Yes. Okay. And in London, apparently, there is um they're using witchcraft uh, for the same purpose. Now, nothing is ever said about this in the press. You never hear it. It was just, this person just made this statement. He was an MP as well, and he said something's got to be done about it. Well, if anyone's seen anything reported, I'd like to hear about it, because... Okay, there was a show, Marcus, uh, two weeks ago. It was called British Sex, Sex Gangs. Yeah, and it shows yeah. how they, uh, these, uh, all these are niggers and, and blacks and stuff like that, uh, packies, all that stuff, and they were g- grabbing these white girls, uh, and, um, well, they would meet them. I, I mean, I'm talking from 10 years old. And yes, up. that's right. That's yeah, and they would, uh-huh. and they would, they would target little young, these real young poor girls white girls, and they would start buying them all this stuff and becoming their mm. real good friends and then taking them over to some place, uh, you know, some apartment mm. or whatever, and then gang raping them. Mm. And, I mean, you talk about, talk about really upsetting. That was really something. Yeah. And they said they didn't worry any. They asked them about retribution, you know, what about the... What about the their their brothers and their fathers and and they said we don't worry about that they're not going to do nothing no. they won't build they can't do anything against us that's just what mm. he said <laughs> oh wow that's amazing that was called British sex gangs oh. and you know there you go there's there's your answer to multiculturalism yeah yeah. Well, well, the best thing we could do is try, is come up with ways to inform and, and um, 
people and motivate them to, to at least begin right. to take a stand for their own rights. Yeah. It, it'll just be a little bit of time here because I've seen this a couple times now. Uh, I've seen this in, in a, uh, integration happen. I, I, when I was in Southeast, when I lived and was being raised Southeast L.A., we saw it, you know, moving into our neighborhood. And, you know, it, it didn't take a long, t- a long time for it to happen, maybe about two or three years. Uh, and then, you know, I mean, next, you know, it was the bullets through the windows and all this stuff. But this is what they do. And then they target the white families, and then they, uh, they run you out. You gotta move because you can't live. You, know, you can't live like that. And one by one, they move because they're worried about their houses and getting their equity out of their houses. So, yeah. And this well, is what happened, and I've gone through this a few times. Yeah, the Asians are told they can practice on the white girls because um, they're just white trash. So. Um, yeah, I mean, these, these girls were like 10 years old, and they were buying them clothes and everything like that, and oh, I mean, you talk about the disgusting, it's yeah. a big problem, it is yeah. a very, very big problem, These the, the police were saying. Yeah, they just want to come here, just to live in peace, and and uh, practice their religion and just to be left alone. Yeah. Well, well, until people repent from the from their Jewish um, idols, that they're going to be punished by, by these people of other races. That that's the way it is. Mm-hmm. That they're here as part of our punishment because we've accepted all of the idols of the Jew. In our society, we go to their movies, we watch their television, we, we we engage in their sporting events and support their sporting events, which are only um, corporate entities themselves. Yeah. And for that, we're being punished. For, for yeah, all of that. They've become quite Jewish-minded, haven't they, really? And, and that's why there's no more... Um, no more brotherly love. Back, back yet, you know, when, when you, Danny, you're recalling those, that, that era when people cared for each other, that, mm-hmm. that was the era before the television was, you know, in everybody's mm-hmm. living room. Yeah, that's true. Huh? Yeah. Well, we just have to keep the faith. Because uh, we're going to win. Yeah. And there, you know, the truth prevails, and our God controls. He always controls it all. So we just have to, we just got to keep uh, keep telling yeah. the truth and, and doing what we can. That's it. Yeah. Speak up when we speak up, and, you know, don't cast your pearls before swine. Well, well, what's the buzz on the street? I, I, what do you hear from from friends and neighbors in in Europe about the banking bailout, about the European stability mechanism, about the 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 um the integration? People I talk to don't agree with it, but I can't get them to do anything to it. A lot of them don't even vote. 
So, so they can think they could wish it out of existence is basically what it boils down. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think they, no, no, I think they feel totally powerless. They know that if they write to their ME, uh, they'll just get a politically correct answer. And they know if they speak out uh, too loudly, um, okay. they'll end up either in prison or, or being heavily fined. And usually the fines work. Mm -hmm. I think they're worried about their savings more than anything. Yes. Whether they should keep it in there and what's happening to their interest rates and yeah, you're and right about that. Yeah. But isn't that the love of mammon and the love of the world? Mm. I think it's fear. It's fear. Well, I think what it is, yeah, it's fear. It's when you got a family and kids and stuff like that. That's they think a little different. They look out for their kids. That's that's what it is. They don't, they don't they can't sacrifice anything like that. But we've that's got a system here whereby even if you speak out, um, there is no way of being heard. No. Because the enemy is in total control of the media. Yes. The only well, place is the internet. Yeah. The yes. Only the internet is the only place you can. And, and even so that, um, if you've got certain words in the title of, of some of the emails that you send, uh, they can be sent, they, they, you'll get a, a message saying, this was hate mail, and they're not going to send it. Really? Mm. Oh, oh I would I love okay. to have some of those. Wow. Hey, I don't know. Maybe I'm not doing something nice or something. <laughs> I would love to have some of those, Judith, even if they were printed and mailed to me, <laughs> and I had to scan them back in. <laughs> I would I would promise to black out your email address, everything except the .co.uk part. <laughs> yeah, I would love to have that. That better be something to see that. That this mm. email is hate mail and is rejected. Wow. Oh, yeah. Wow, I never seen yeah, that's I'll tell you what, uh, again, you gotta you have to check out that uh on I probably have it on on YouTube, but it, that British sex gangs. You'll have to check that program out. Oh, I know uh, all about it. Oh it, boy. It, it's, listen, it's been going on for years, so precisely where it's happening in, in my area. I know which uh, two towns are involved. Uh, uh, the BNP tried to draw attention to it just before, not the last election, the one. Uh, mm -hmm. And it, it, that information was totally suppressed. Right. Because no one wants to be labeled a racist. Well, uh, that crucial point would have affected the outcome of the election. Mm -hmm. And another thing, too, this, uh, that program, it aired like... I think it was like uh, midnight when I saw All right. Okay. The MP for the town involved, um, a, a female, in, uh, she actually drew mm. attention to this grooming problem. Yeah, uh, which grooming. has been, yeah, that's, what that, that's what they call it, like, grooming. grooming. And it's been going on um, that I know of for about 20 years. I mean, you see them in these ten-year-old girls, oh. and these guys, these these uh, darkies. I got another name for, them. but they're uh, <clears throat> they're sitting there brushing their hair and 
buying them jewelry and stuff like that. It's on, I mean, where, where are the moms and where's the dads? Forget about the moms. Where's the dads and the brothers and the uncles? And Off for a pint. <laughs> well, why don't choose the poor white, the, the poor white, yeah. who will be impressed by the big cars and, and all these yeah. trappings. I mean, these guys, you see, well, if you've seen it, uh, these these uh, packies and stuff that are involved, these guys are like 40, 50 years old. Absolutely. They get the younger ones to bring them in, you know, the line yeah. a little bit. And then when they go over to the apartments to get raped, it's all these old, I mean, their families and stuff, their uncles and all that. I mean, it is totally, it will just really... It really upset you. <laughs> yeah. And then you got you have some of these mothers telling telling me that oh you know this I don't want you telling my children any of this stuff and taking and letting them go to school and and bringing this to school like this because there's a lot of these other dark children in there and you're going to and then you're gonna they're gonna get offended and then my son is gonna get kicked out of school because of you. <laughs> Yeah, I said, well, you know what, I'm telling you just to let you know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, a few years down the road, your son is going to be beaten up by these kids. And then you tell me how nice they are. Yeah, yeah. Because I have people telling me, well, look, at they dress nice. Look at how they're very quiet. They just they just want to be left alone. And, you know, and it's like, no, they don't. You know, now they got one here working at the, at, um, the gas station here or the petrol station. And I told the owner, I said, he's, he's going to own this place one of these days. You watch and see. <laughs> and they can't find a they can't find a student or something around here that can work uh, instead of hiring them. Well, I think is um, is cheap work. I mean, it, 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 uh, it's 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 based on I think. Oh, yeah. yeah he's, uh, I believe he's Iranian. He's Iranian. And, uh, I, you know, I've heard a couple young kids make remarks about him and stuff like that. Because he kind of is an oddball. And uh, you know that, you know, <laughs> if he had the chance, <laughs> he'd probably bring his sword out and cut their head off. <laughs> I, I mean, both of what? People also because you have like businesses they tend to hire um people to pay them less and it doesn't mm-hmm. make any good for their fellow brothers. Right. I think that's the problem in Russia also because um white nationalists were complaining that um the the one who has who has the ones who have businesses tend to hire uh, non Russians because they pay them less and I think it's it's a problem in Europe also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what happens. That's what destroys the construction business in Southern California. Well, well, right, and it's other whites, and it's their greed that 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 starts that off, that initiates that. Yeah, I was gonna say the own white people did it. So, but um. Uh, I was thinking about the, the video this uh, about this uh, woman, this racist woman made, and um, do, do you know Ramsey Paul? He he makes uh, quite 
sarcastic videos on YouTube, and he's like fun to watch. And um, he said something that um, white people in general cannot tell, like black people niggers or uh, I don't know Chinese jeans or all these names, but they themselves can call themselves nigger. A nigger can call themselves a nigger. But if you call them nigger, you're racist. And that's something we should have a name also. I mean, they should ha- uh, white people should have the name racist, you know? Themselves, we white people can call, can, uh, can call ourselves racist. Hey, you're racist. How are you today? But if someone calls us racist, no, that should be racist. And I think that's, that's a great idea, you know, for, for us to have this because it, 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 it shows well, I don't know, um, <laughs> raise some consciousness, I don't know. A little humor, maybe? <laughs> yeah, well, he's being sarcastic, of course, but mm-hmm. he wasn't far from the truth. And Britain, you'd probably end up in jail for calling another white person a racist. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Hunky, how are you doing today? Well, he was referring mostly, like, um, you know, people who are aware, you know, white white nationalists and things like that. Mm-hmm. This is the first time I've ever heard Ortelia speaking. <laughs> no, I heard before also. Oh, I am. But, uh, yeah, you're right. It would be, I don't know, if someone called me a hunky, I would, I would have to correct them because... Like I said before, you know, a hunky, I was, where I was raised, uh, a hunky was a person from Hungary. You know, I'm not from Hungary. Yeah, you know, I didn't find that out until I was over 40 years old. Yeah. I I had no idea where the the origination of the word hunky was until I went to Ohio. Yeah. Really? I I mean, I, I don't. There weren't any Hungarians where I lived in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never knew a Hungarian until um, I went to Ohio. I've never even heard the term. Well, right. Well, well, it, it it was a popular term with with, with um, Negroes in New Jersey. Yeah, I don't know where it started. Probably in the seventies, mm-hmm. and they called white people honkies. Oh. But, but I had learned after I went to Ohio. Because there was a Hungarian population there uh, of Hungarian immigrants, that that um, the term was coined by whites in reference to Hungarians. Mm-hmm. I don't know when, I don't know where, but they were honkies, and nobody else yeah. was honky. Right. But but well, the Negroes, I guess, in in the Midwest, started calling all white people honkies in their own ignorance. I, I get you, you know how we say all blacks look the same. Well, they say the same thing of whites, right? All, all white people are the same, so they call us all honkies. And, and I guess that's where the term came from. Yeah, another thing too is um, when they call us crack. I know that was a southern. That came from the south. Yeah, it was an illusion to the slavery culture, even even though only about 2% of white families owned slaves in the South. And 90% of them were probably not really white, or, or at least well, a certain a lot percentage. Of blacks owned slaves, their own people. Oh. And there was whites that had black slaves, uh, or there was whites that had white slaves. 
Way back well, well, it's the Jewish media stereotypes that, that, that are all engineered to create guilt and in, in, in self-guilt yeah. in whites. And, and animosity towards whites. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's another tool that Okay, um, I was talking with Danny the other day that um, our history teacher left for a week and had another strange-looking teacher put us <laughs> a documentary. And I had my, my laptop, and um, and I searched... Well, firstly, I, I saw the documentary, and in, immediately I started seeing something was wrong because it was the rapid fire, and... Um, it, it it started like um demonizing the British people and the British Empire and how how cruel and evil these people were and and how they were treating the slaves and and, and then I searched it up and I, I think it was called Shama the the documentary uh, what was the, the documentary and of course it was it was a Jew and. Um, and I couldn't stand it. I, I, I felt so angry. Why why am I supposed to listen to bullshit when when I'm I'm here just to learn languages? And it was like uh, a full like the whole um how it's called big room 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 it was a lot of people were um the alone. Uh, and I felt so angry about it and that I practically left the room and in the middle of it. And then my colleagues just all asked me, why you left the room? Why you left the room? And I said, I, I couldn't listen to this bullshit made by you. And you start looking at me in a strange way. Mm. And anyway, no one left this room and they, they all listened to this to to play to, to Marxist indoctrination. And it really happened in university. I, I never started with like that. <laughs> and um, also in the English class, in the English, okay, not history class, we had it into an English song. And I'm like, okay, why, why can't we, we listen to, to European songs or to American songs? Why are we supposed to, to, to go into other cultures to sing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would get you upset. Well, one of my colleagues seems seem to get that something is wrong, that it seems to be like this. They seem to be yeah. okay with it. Yeah, no one says anything. But, uh, yeah, they, they have, like I said, they infiltrated uh, every part of our life, really, I mean. And that's another uh, field that's very important is education. They get to the young ones, like Lenin said, that, you know, they're going <clears> to, <throat> our country's going to fall into their hands like an overripe fruit. Well, well, that seems to be absolutely true. It seems like, you know, the way Britain is described, even by the British people here, that, that it's, um, that there's, it, it's futile trying to reach your countrymen because there's, there's really no way around their control, their media. It, it really is what we really are in, in between a rock and a hard place. And the only solution is a, a repentance and a rejection of the world and a returning to 
to, to the basics of, of Christian mm-hmm. principles. But, but I've said that all the time. It, it's how to get people to realize that, that that's the difficult part. Mm-hmm. Well, well Christiania well, has had 1,640 visits the last 30 days from the United Kingdom, and, and that's 30 visits a day, and, and that's, well, 50 visitors a day, and, and that's well, wonderful. I wish I knew what, what, what to... Um, what to feature on my website in, in order to keep them coming back, right? Right. So, so yeah. what would... You can write something about uh, this, um, this, um, this thing that happened with, uh, with Emma West, I think. And there will be a rally tomorrow um, about British nationalists gathering in front of the jail to testify against. Uh, What's her name, Julia? I think Emma West. I'm not sure. Oh, yeah. What is Emma West? Emma West. The woman in the video starts shouting. Right? Oh, Emma West. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm sorry. I thought you were giving me a um, an acronym. M O S. I thought you said. Yeah, so Otilia was uh, pretty upset about her professor <laughs> the other last week. <laughs> yeah, I was boring. I, I found Danny on, on Skype and I, I started talking to him. Uh, <laughs> really see my anger. That's good. Well, well in a... In a um, That's what Team Speaks all about. In any modern university anywhere in the world, you're probably going to come across Jewish professors that, that are espousing and promoting Marxist oh and Bolshevik principles in, in one way or another, if not in every way. Mm-hmm. That they're a dime a dozen, that they've come to the forefront of, of all, um, whether it be the media or academia, and anything where there's a lot of influence over the lives of people and how they think, Right. You will find Satan. That that's the way it is. Mm-hmm. Yep. Very good. Um. Yes. Every single day, I have to go into the temple of Satan. Even the most popular columnist, I forget her name offhand, but the most popular columnist in the small town newspaper I have up here is a Jewess. Yeah. What was that one that was real popular with the women a long time ago? Well, um, oh, Dear Abby and Adam Landers. Yeah. They've used the, those columns to, to yeah, you know, they sound good, but they basically are, are laced with Jewish thinking and liberal ideals, and and they've probably done a lot more harm than, than that they seem innocuous, but they've probably done a lot more harm than we could imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look at, uh, what's her name, uh, Dur, uh, oh, Schlesinger or something like that, that, uh, went on the radio in there in the States. Yeah, I know who you mean, Laura, Dr. Laura Schlesinger. Laura, yeah. Dr. Laura, Laura. Well, well, they promote themselves as experts everywhere. That they're good at it, and 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 the um, that that they do the will of the corporations that hire them, and and it it's all a it it's all a um, 
It, it's not a an overt conspiracy to take over Western society. It's simply what they naturally do. And we allow them to do it because we buy their garbage. And, and the more of their garbage we buy, the more of the tighter a grip they gain over us. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's their media that has us believing what is good and what is bad, and that's why most white people are, are afraid, are, are, are in total fear to be labeled racist, even in America where, where it doesn't really matter. And you're not going to get locked up for being labeled a racist or, or, or saying the, 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 the nigger word in public a couple of times. Even here, people won't do it because they're afraid of the labels. I mean, in Britain, yeah, you got it. You're actually going. There are going to be actual legal repercussions, but not here. But people are still afraid of the labels. And it's the Jewish media that's that that through the Jewish media they've been able to get those laws passed in Britain that they would love to implement here. Right. Oh boy. Sorry, go ahead, Dorcas. Well, I'm just going to say, tell Phil, my son-in-law's just come back from America, my daughter, and they they love the Mexican food, and then mm-hmm. they went into a Jewish deli for their pastrami. So. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, but all that's... Mexicans are making it, so... So many educated, so many educated white fools in in my life. When I've complained about the Chinese and the Indians and the Mexicans, would say to me, "But don't you love stir fried rice? Don't you yeah. love chop suey? Don't you love the food, the Chinese food, the cuisine?" They would call it. Mm-hmm. That 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 would always be their first argument. Don't you love yeah. the food? Right. And I'm like, can I make the food without the people? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think Galaglass tried to say something, but it didn't come out too good. Galaglass, I think all I heard was feedback, I'm not sure. Well, well. Anyway, it, it's um, it, it's it, it's nice to talk about all the positive things in, in that can be found in Christianity. It's wonderful, but but um, well, we being a group of Christians that meets once every couple of weeks, it, it's that there's a lot going on in the world that that um, it is of far more import. I think it, it's it's what well, we know the positive things in Christianity. They're wonderful. Don't get me wrong, and and um. I wish that I didn't have to see the confrontation to to um to to redress other people that claim to be Christian identity. I, I wish I could do without all the negativity, but but the bottom line is what we have to define ourselves as and and how we can take that definition and present it to our brethren who still sleep. And, and get them to, not, maybe not to see the world as we do, but to look at it as we do, so, so that they could see that there's a better way and have that opportunity. Mm-hmm. So, so it's, it's, um, 
Yeah, you know, you know all, all of the wonderful things in, in the law, all of the wonderful, um, the, the, the wonderful promises of God, the, you know, the blessings of obedience, and, and um, uh, they're all very wonderful things, and I would love to talk about them all the time, but, but I'm always distracted with, with how to get my brethren to even understand that we're living in the consequences of disobedience. And <laughs> that, that always seems to be the much more pressing issue. And until we understand why these are consequences of disobedience, it's hard to get to that next step to, to see that if we would only put away the, the idolatry and the immorality, that we could have those blessings. Yeah. Well, I know it's hard to get someone to think that there is even a God out there, not only to, to tell him the truth, but to this simple thing, you know. Believe, Imagine, yeah. let, let, let's look at the past and how the past is, is practically demonized. Where our ancestors thought is, is demonized, you know. For instance, when, when the founding fathers came to the United States, you know, they said, we're dinosaurs, they were like this. But now the history teaches us that Europeans cannot understand the fact that they have a civilization there, they have a different way of being. I mean, this, mm -hmm. this is not even, it, it's not true, they were, they were savages. And and this is, is how people thought and how people should mm -hmm. think. These people are savages. We have nothing to do with them. Our ancestors thought like that, and this is how Europe survived. This is how they survived. And of course, thinking like people think now is suicidal. And getting people to know this, it's it's quite hard. Well, you just. Go ahead, Bill. It's very hard to combat the propaganda, especially when there is so much of it and our voices in the world are so small that there's no doubt. And there's a lot to remember. and and uh, But uh, it's like anything, the more you talk about it, the more you study. I've always found that the more you uh, explain things, that, or the more you... Do, Discussions you got into with people, the more I would would uh, get me into study and go back and reading over this and, and keeping up it more than uh, you know than I you normally do. Uh, because if you don't keep keep at it, keep talking about it, and keep them um, past the word or being in, getting in discussions with people, you know you just you forget a lot about it. But uh, you know. It's, you know to go to the answer is the most important thing. Where do you get the answers? That's that's what you gotta know. You gotta make sure it's the truth. And uh and you know, I mean I've had people say that uh like I said before, it come up to me I like a guy at work almost two years, he and I went back and forth. He would find this and he would try to corner me on this and that and we and then finally he he said, you know, it really makes sense really makes sense now that the white race are the are the people of Israel. It's hard for white people, especially especially Christians, 
to understand this because uh, I always found people that been involved in the church when they were young, they're the worst to try to try to uh, show them the truth. Because they've got all this other baggage that they're bringing along, and you got to go through all that stuff. And all the questions and this and that. And, but, uh, you know, if, if, if Yahweh wants you to wake these people up, and if they're to learn their heritage, they will. That's just the way it is. Maybe they won't listen to you now, but later on, someone else will come along and they'll hear someone else and they'll say, hey, you know what, That's I've heard that before. No, in our, uh, well, that makes more logic than, than the logic the, the normal, like, media and press tells us, no, because it does make more logic. I mean, it does make not more logic, it does make logic, because the, the reality the media presents us that doesn't make any law at all. No. And, and this message is for, for us, for our race, and even out of our race of people, there's, there's uh, special people that are chosen. I mean, you know, it's we just have to uh, we just have to explain it, learn it, explain it, and then and if they don't want to believe it, then like my dad always said, just pass on. Well, well, that's special people being chosen. Certain people being that's the theme of the Bible all the way through. Yeah. Right, and we're clearly I mean, shown why they were chosen. And I think it's myself. It's the most fantastic information or knowledge I ever known that that I am I am the uh, I'm a descendant of Christ. I'm of his family. I'm his, one of his sons. And I can't I can't think of anything better than that. So it's not that I feel that I have a higher uh, a sense of. Um, character, you know, that I'm better than everybody, but, you know, I am, I am a son of God. <laughs> oh, it's so bad that many people do not have Christ in their lives. Like, I don't know, about myself. Yep. That's why uh, this message is so important to get to the, to the young children, the younger kids. You know, bring them up on it because it's natural. Um, I just found with a lot of younger parents and younger mothers, it's like uh, they get some of them are like terrified. Oh, my children! They'll be they'll be kicked out of uh, school if they come to if they come to class and and. Uh, uh, and if they don't want to hold the little Pakistani kid and or the little girl, Pakistani girl, then, you know, and I said, well, you know, who are you going to follow? Are you going to follow our God told you or this? Are you going to worry about getting God upset or are you going to worry about getting this school teacher upset, you know? <laughs> well, thinking, uh, thinking about this, I have to make a paper about... Um Orwell's 1984, and I was thinking of writing some hard stuff there, you know, making some connection between his wall and um, and what is happening today. But, well, I will make it regardless of the consequences. I don't know what the teacher will, what teacher will think about this. 
But uh, I think like more of an obligation to the truth. And um, I was, uh, I mean, all the class has to read the book, and there were some girls there talking that, oh, we don't understand anything of the book. Of course, most people won't understand anything of the book. It's, it's, it's hard to understand when actually you live in that normal society. Well, well, we're in an Orwellian society. I mean, we have the politically correct speech, the double speech, the, the, the corporate government control of almost every, every facet of our lives. Cameras all over London watching everybody and, and most major cities now. I mean, it's crazy. We are in 1984. Even the slogans are so, so close to what is happening to you. Ignorance is strength. <clears throat> Um, everyone is, I mean, 99% they're all ignorant, they don't know what you to. War is peace, they, they all fight for uh, peace. Aren't they saying that they fight to bring peace all over the planet? And what was the third one? Um, what was the third uh, slogan? I've never read. The, I, I've actually never read all of 1984. I've read excerpts from it, but but I've mm-hmm. I've read all of Animal Farm, but but I've never read all of 1984. I don't remember the second. And we have them both. We have 1984 and Animal Farm at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And Brave New World also. Well, I read Men from Mars and Women from Venus. That was pretty interesting. <laughs> um, the second part was the freedom of slavery, and it, it applies also to our society because we all think we're free, we'll fight for freedom, but right. in fact we're all slaves. And Brave New World is another one to add to 1984 and Animal Elvis Huxley. I've never read it. I, I've read about it, and I've read excerpts from that also, but I've never read it. Right. But, but when you see it going on, I mean, it, it's, you could look back and marvel that these men saw it coming, but but you yeah. don't need to read it because it's you're you're living it. I mean, once your eyes yeah. are open to it, it's amazing. It, it's yeah. you know, <laughs> what about were, were they actually warning us, or were they boasting that this was to come? Well, well, that could be that could be an issue for debate. I really don't know. A, a lot of people. No, I don't know say that, about it. Uh, I know a lot of people have said that Huxley was boasting, right? Uh, I'm not mm-hmm. sure. And that Orwell was mm-hmm. prophetic. I, I, I don't know if that if those portrayals are fair or not. I think Orwell was part of the clique that he knew what was planned. Right. That that very well could be. Mm-hmm. And and maybe that's why well, the media tells him as a prophet, right? Hmm. Mm. Well, and everything do is articles. Hey, you talk about you talk about prophecy coming true. Uh, they say, how do you know that they're uh, they're <clears throat> they're right? How do you know that stuff's true? Because everything they said and predicted has happened. Well, well, right. And that was Henry Ford's argument, and, and that exactly. argument Henry Ford made in the 1920s. And today we see that Henry Ford is right, and we got more of the same thing. So there's no doubt. By now there should be no doubt in the minds of any honest observer that the protocols were the means of implementation for the Communist Manifesto. Yep. Mm -hmm. If anybody has any questions about it, go read them. 
and then go look into uh, who owns what and, and where and how. Right. Who owns the money? There you go. It's easy. You know. So you know what I've been looking for over here, and uh, maybe my British friend could point it out for me. Is do they? They don't have a kosher tax food over here, do they? Oh what? Oh, they must. I, I didn't hear what you said. Sorry. Or, or K R U, a kosher mark or food. A kosher, uh, the, oh, the secret kosher pack. Yeah, the, yeah the, there, is, there is some some of the products. Not all of them, of course. Because mm-hmm. uh, I remember going when I went back to California there, it was pretty interesting how uh, <laughs> they're on everything. Yeah, it's on everything here. It's on all the food, all the food on the supermarket shelves. There are very few mass-produced food items that do not have a K or a U. Yeah, and you're talking about aluminum or aluminium. <laughs> Thanks for translating. There you go. <laughs> How do you say it? Just say it for me, Julie. Aluminium. Aluminium. Wow. Aluminium. Yeah. <laughs> I, I with aluminium. <laughs> <laughs> and then you and then you have uh let's see, you got um oh what do you call that? Uh, or oregano oregano? Oregano oregano But well that's just a matter of moving the stress, but aluminium adds a syllable and, and um oh, yeah. aluminium <laughs> and uh but I have a cousin who's a court reporter and she was over here visiting and you know, and she tries to correct your your grammar. You know, <laughs> and I said, you know what, cousin, you better you might as well forget it about it over here because that, you, when you're you know when you're in Ireland or you're in Britain, you talk as the Irish and the Britons, British you. <laughs> no one's going to change their way. And you so, say leisure, not leisure. Yeah, leisure process. You know, just all kinds of stuff, and some of it, when you look at it, is actually it is actually correct. And, and some of it is just a bit archaic. Yeah, it's a little bit, yeah. So, but uh, if you're going to go back and forth and argue with people over here, I was like I was telling my cousin, you, you might as well forget about it. <laughs> so the Northern Irish English is different than the British English. Um. I would say, yes, they have. Yes, they yes. don't speak English up north. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I get you just going. <laughs> well, well, that, that, that Emma West, I could hardly understand her. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what she have a different frog up north. Well, I could hardly understand Emma West. The girl on the tram, she was very difficult for me to understand. Well, yeah. you wouldn't understand, hey, Bill, you wouldn't understand my wife or them. <laughs> they really got accents over here. <laughs> but I think some of the, um, how would I call, I think the southern, the southern, well, the, the what is it, the south uh, Londoners, I think they have a really heavy accent that's pretty hard to understand. Is that yeah. right? Would you leave? Yeah. Well, they drop all the H's, don't they? Yes, that's what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they'll say, are you happy today? 
know, and yeah, yeah. Or they, or they'll say like, "We're giving you a hug. Give me a hug. Give me a hug, eh?" And then, uh, you know, hey, that's just the way. That's just the way it is. Um, I, I laugh at. I think it's funny. Well, my English is terrible. Now, "appy" in America might be construed as a shortening shortening of the word appetizer, right? Oh. All right. Mm, oh no, on that, on that one. Yeah. So if I'm happy, I'm, I'm the appetizer. No, thank you. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, guess, you I don't know, but it's it's pretty funny. <laughs> slang just might not wash, and well, when it's in, exported into a different area. Well, I'm sure it's probably the same in Britain, but uh, over here now, you can go. Over here to uh, the town, like maybe uh, it's 13 miles away, and they have a totally different accent. Mm -hmm. I am not kidding you. It's uh, uh, the people from Valamina. I don't know. I can't. I can't. But it's just amazing how different it is from 13, only 13 miles away, mm -hmm. and it's different. It's classic. But we do have, we still have lots of regional dialects, but they're dying out because of television. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you know, uh, yesterday I heard a woman, um, I was at the store there, and a woman, was she, she spoke the Queen's English. Because I asked her, and she said, well, she said yes. But it was so different from all the other accents, uh, especially, mm. well, of course, over here, but I mean from different from the English accents. Stuff that mm -hmm. I hear a lot on the TV, and then when you hear what I thought was the Queen's English, it's way, you know, it's so proper. You know who had like a very strong accent? Um, the neighbors in the um, in the tram. She said like, "I hum English, I hum English." She didn't even know. I was talking English and she considered herself English. Because the woman said to her uh, that you're not a British. Oh, oh, she said British or you're not English. And she said, mm -hmm. I come English. Yeah. <laughs> that was like, incredible. Oh, yeah. Well, wait till they start barbecuing each other and all that kind of stuff. Like over there in America, they got some of them they barbed. The one black guy was upset with his girlfriend, so he, you know, murdered her and then just barbecued her. Well, well, there's also a case, a, a very recent case in Texas with a, a couple years ago. What was a Mexican woman who tried to eat her three week old son? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there you go. That's beautiful. The pleasures yeah. of life. Oh. Well, you know. Your girlfriend gets mad at you, just cook her up and barbecue her. Of course. And he was, he was on her right out on the, was on the second level of his apartment, right where people drove in. He's sitting right up there just barbecuing away, and <laughs> I guess the smell was, wasn't very pleasant. Like, a, usually a barbecue, you got... Well, t today was a report. Um, this uh, German couple um, were touring Malaysia, and I don't know which part, and they landed on this island, and this Malaysian said to the, the guy, oh, we'll go hunting for ghosts. Um, and he actually killed, uh, when, when they went away, he actually killed him and ate 
parts of his body. And the, the, the part, the girlfriend, the partner, uh, went looking and uh, she almost um, had a similar fate but managed to escape. Um, and um, there's a massive investigation going on. But it, it's horrendous that this sort of cannibalism exists in different parts of the world. Well, the first question is, what were they doing there? I mean, there are many white countries. You don't have to go there and give money. Be so there. careful. Yeah, but the point I think is that white people in general should not go visit um, yeah. strange lands, foreign lands. Yes. Your people are not there. Not only that you can get eaten, but also the fact that you should give money to your brothers. You know, if you stay in a hotel with the food your brother makes and things like that. Yes, yes, yes. I have a, um, the, the Air Force Academy has just decided to adapt to pagans, druids, witches, witches and wiccans. That, that's, um, an, another little step in the destruction of Christian society. It, it's completely ruling Christian society. No one, no one takes God seriously anymore. Right. That's a huge problem. That's not going to go away. Not for quite some time. Not until people mm-hmm. understand it, that, that they, they need to change something in their lives because of what's happening to them. And they don't even, most of our people don't even know they're being punished. No, they don't. Oh, gosh. Santa Claus. Right. Yeah. Very obvious. Here, the paganism. They had a Christmas market of the weekend. I mean, all stalls came over from Europe. Um, all very nice, but the whole thing was pagan. Not once was the real meaning of the Christmas emphasized, you know. Um, I think even the churches are all pagan now. I had real donkeys in the in the cathedral grounds. And I had this little um, baby in a, a cradle, and I said, oh, it's white this year. It was, you had a black baby last year. He said, oh, multiculturalism. He says, in any way, he said, the saviour would have had an olive skin living in the Middle East. <laughs> I mean... Okay, you know, know. Yeah. The logical explanation. Well, well, that's what they want to... Um, that, that's the propaganda they want us to believe so that we go one step further down the, the, the road to accepting people of other races. Yeah. Yes, really becoming obvious. Which, um, which is why Clifton is is rebelling so strongly against the idea of that that Queen Charlotte possibly being 
of Negroid blood, which is ridiculous. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you know, and that's why Clifton feels he has to take a, such a strong position against that idea. Yeah. He's so right. Mm. Yeah, and it's very clear that just because she was a Moor doesn't mean she was necessary. Even if she was a Moor, and there's no real proof of that, it, it doesn't necessarily mean she was a Negro. No. Well, well, she definitely wasn't a Negro. No. A Negro it wouldn't have allowed it. They no, wouldn't no. have allowed that. The, um, there's no doubt in, in my mind that Islam didn't cause a lot of damage in Southern Europe, but it wasn't an overnight type of damage. The, the, the Moors, the Vandals that were left in Africa, and the other white races left in Africa, because of Islam, they lost... The, um, the well, well kind of like England today under Judaism, that they were no longer able to make racial distinctions. And, and Islam forbids racial distinctions. And, and because of that, over a five, six hundred year period, after they had begun exporting Negro African slaves from Africa and, and mixing with the other Arab peoples, they were encouraged to mix with them. And, and it was a slow process of destruction of the race of, of the, you know, the white race of, the former white race of Africa. It, it didn't happen overnight. It, it didn't happen the day the Arabs conquered um, Mauritania, that the, the whole race of people turned black or turned mixed. That, that doesn't happen in a day. We, we see that in our modern history. It, it's a process that takes hundreds of years. Yeah, you know, just because there are 20% Muslims in France now doesn't make France a, a, a Negro state. There's still a lot of white people in France. So, so if you if you read in in two years that the 50,000 Frenchmen went to Britain, you can't assume they were all black just because of the Muslims in France. I, I mean, that would probably be the case, but you can't assume. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you just can't. Uh, I mean, and it's the same thing with the Arab conquest of North Africa. It, it was the, the conquest of a minority that that, that took um, four or five hundred years to have a, 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 a totally negative impact on the racial composition of the people of, of North Africa. It didn't change. There are still, and, and I demonstrated that through recent photographs, there are still white people amongst the Berbers, blonde, blue-eyed people with lily-white skin uh, amongst the Berbers living in northern Africa. They're very few and far between. Most of them are definitely uh, of an Arabic nature, but you still see the remnants of what was a formerly white society. Um, speaking of which, I have to make a project in the English class, and I, I have to make an interview about my topic, funny topic. And I interviewed some Spanish people, and I have a um, link in, in YouTube. If someone in, is interested, in, uh, I can send a link and um, see some Spanish people from the the, the center of Spain and tell their opinion about if you think they have some, like, they look Moorish or not. Okay, it might be interesting to watch. Well, in my opinion, they look white, but 
many people claim that Spain was overrun by by Marvel, like well, well, there's no doubt that there was a Moorish presence and in, 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 in an Arab presence in southern Spain. Uh, I mean, it really can't be doubted, historically. That now, to what extent the people, the, the local people mixed is another story, and, and when 700 years later, the Arabs were driven out of southern Spain, that they were really only driven, they, they weren't driven out except in government and religion. I mean, you couldn't just drive all the people out. Well, um, where I live, most people are white, in my, my opinion. I never went to South, but where I live, I think most, most are white. Oh, except the immigrants, of course, the Chinese and the blacks and the Arabs that have immigrated here. There might be some more. I cannot. Well, well, I personally met. Uh, I personally met Spaniards that I knew were white, and I personally met Spaniards that I thought were mixed. Uh, I mean, and I mean Spaniards. I don't mean Cubans and Puerto Ricans. Well, actually, Spain has that image of, uh, because of all the Indians in, in South America and Puerto Ricans and Cubans. Well, Romania has a bad image also, because <laughs> all the gypsies. Well, well, right, but in a in hundred years, America, you know, the tip, if, if this were allowed, if our society were allowed to decay, in a hundred years, you'd think that the typical American is a mulatto or a Negro. Yes, it will happen. Hopefully not. In a hundred years, you'll see pictures of George Washington, but with an afro, and swore these again. <laughs> Mm. If we were allowed to to travel on this path, if we don't have the intervention of our God, that that's what it's going to come to. It's like in in all of the book where where the past is constant, constantly rewritten in order to concord with the time they're mm. living. Well, well, all the time, and today you see um. You see them portraying the, the pharaohs of Egypt as Negroes, and you see them portraying Hannibal and other great figures of, of the the the, um, the Roman period as Negroes or part Negroes. And, and it'll only catch up to Abraham Lincoln, George Washington, what whatever. It, it's coming. It, it might take another hundred years before people are convinced of it, but once once it happens, it, how many people are there that, that just assume that the Persians were black from, from that movie? Look, look at that movie, the 300, and how the Persians were portrayed. The Persians were, were absolutely white Aryan people, and, and they're being portrayed in movies as having been dark Indian-looking-like people, well, which is simply a lie. Is the same they did with Israel people. Absolutely. Same story repeated over and over again. And and it's our own ignorance of history that allows them to get away with that. But most white people are ignorant of history.
because they think they get it from the Jewish movies, and they don't. They're, they're, they're led into a false comfort of, of knowledge that they don't have. Well, that, that's why ignorance is, is strength, strength for them, of course. For us, is we, for us, is weakness. Well, well, I'm downloading your video, and I'll, I'll look at it probably tomorrow, maybe tonight. Okay. I don't. I don't list all of them as Spanish. I I only um, ask them. I don't know if they have other national nationalities. You know, I was just going around my university and uh, try to talk to white people <laughs> only, and um, I had to make a video for my project about computers and things like that. Okay. I, I can't see the entire title is cut off on YouTube. Hopefully it won't be on my um, on my main computer. Okay, well if that's it, I, I mean this has been a been a decent Euro forum, I think, and, and um I'll cut it off here. Well we had a few other visitors. Rudolph came and went and, and um Galaglass, if you have anything to say, if you think your your, your microphone's going to work, you're more than welcome to give it a try. But before I shut us off, maybe not. He tried to talk before. Yeah, I I, I have some coughing. So I, I uh, maybe I'll try <laughs> the next time say something. Well, well, you're sounding pretty good right now. Yeah, very uh, clear. Next time. I, I want to sound uh, like coming out playing uh, very strong. No, it sounds good. Uh, okay, we'll leave it for two weeks from now. In two weeks, I'm going to talk, I think, about Christmas and, and the perennial... Um, struggle we have over the correct inter biblical interpretation and, and our understanding that Christmas is pagan and, and our love for our families who don't get it. And um, I, I think I might talk about that on the next Euro Forum. In, in the meantime, and, and I'll, I'll invite all sorts of input on that one. And, and in the meantime, I thank you all for being here and, and praise Yahweh. And in the end, we will, we will prevail. Uh, it might seem helpless, but we have that promise, right? Yes, yes. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night.